Hey church family, welcome to our next episode as we are going through how to create church culture within the New Song Church family. We're going to be talking to you today about honor, humility, and a Jonathan spirit. Yeah, one of the reasons this is such an important topic for us as a New Song community is because this has just as much to do with unlearning as it does learning. Many of us were raised in a church model where the opposite of honor, humility, and a Jonathan spirit was exemplified. As we're opening this topic up, ask the Holy Spirit to bring illumination to your heart and mind regarding things that you have learned in the past that need to be deconstructed. So let's open up by talking about honor. One of the things that we believe is crucial to a healthy church culture is a powerful sense of sacrificial honor within that church body. Now, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by sacrificial honor? Well, we know that the Apostle Paul tells us that we are to outdo one another in showing honor. That's a very powerful statement, to outdo one another in showing honor. If we're looking at a scriptural definition of honor, What that entails is this idea that you are valuable and I am going to treat you as more valuable than myself, being free to do that because I know the value that I carry. And so we both, coming from this place of incredible value, are able and free to love one another, lavish each other with a sense of honor, a sense of giving preference to one another, deferring to one another, raising each other up, encouraging one another, watching each other soar in our gifts and soar in our callings, all from this place of security in who each of us is called to be in the Lord. So talking about what we discussed last time in our previous podcast of identity, once we've established who we are in Christ, and that is solid in our life, that actually provides a key for us to open this door of honor, because we then have the freedom to say to the person sitting next to us, I am able to defer to you. I am able to promote you. I am able to celebrate you without feeling threatened myself, because I know the honor, the value that I carry. I know the honor and value that you carry. So honor is very critical within the church body to create a healthy dynamic. Before we leave the topic of honor, let's talk about kids for a minute, because this is a really big deal for parents with regard to training up kids to learn how to honor to honor each other, to honor others, to honor adults, etc. And when this is not happening, when that kind of training is not happening in the home, learning this as a leader is all the more difficult. I think it's really important for us to understand as parents how critical it is that our kids, first of all, see this modeled in our lives. One of the ways that they're going to see that happening is in how we speak about those that are in community with us in the church body. So we honor others with our words. And as our kids see that modeled in our lives, then we're able to take that example and apply it in their lives in a very powerful way, honoring how they speak about their siblings, honoring how they speak to and about their parents, 
honoring how they speak about their friends or teachers or other people who are in their lives that are in positions of leadership. And before we move off of the parenting aspect of this, here's something just really practical. Parents can prepare their kids for our Sunday gatherings together by demonstrating for them, doing role play as we talk about in our kids training, regarding how to show honor to adults when an adult greets you, when an adult asks you questions, when an adult speaks to you, you stop, you look at them in the eyes, you answer their questions. It's not acceptable to run away. It's not acceptable to ignore, etc. These are ways that we start to build the character of honor into the hearts and souls of our kiddos. I think also it's important to understand that humility goes hand in hand with honor. So as we prefer one another, as we defer to one another, that requires that we ourselves walk in humility. Again, knowing who we all are in Christ, that we are all equal before the throne of God, we actually have the privilege of showing preference to those around us as our brothers and sisters, or even those who haven't yet come into the kingdom and showing and demonstrating for them how powerful a spirit of humility actually is. And one of the most powerful examples that we've seen in scripture, specifically in regards to this whole topic, is that of Jonathan. And in 1 Samuel, you see the life of Jonathan being interrupted by the arrival of David on the scene. Jonathan is the son of King Saul and heir to the throne of Israel. And David arrives on the scene and pretty much sweeps the nation with a David mania <laughs> after cutting off Goliath's head. And at that point, Jonathan has a choice. He could have chosen to resent David, to work against David, to feel jealous of David, to feel competitive towards David, because in reality, Jonathan had every right to expect that David would be under him, beneath him, subservient to him. But instead, Jonathan recognizes the calling and anointing of God on David's life in that moment in time and chooses to humble himself, to go low, to come underneath David and lift him up. And I love the example and the model that Jonathan gives to us. He actually gives to David his cloak and his sword, two symbols of the authority that he carried as a prince of Israel. Mm -hmm. And he gives them to David and basically says to him, my sword is yours. In other words, I see what God is doing in your life. I see where he's taking you. I know the words he's spoken over you, and I am going to give my whole heart to support you. I remember, honey, when we first heard this word spoken into our lives, Many, many years ago, it was very challenging for us, and actually the Lord used it to prepare us for the season that would follow. It was a time in our lives where we were fully expecting to be released into many of the promises of God that had been spoken over us at that time, and yet we were wrong. What actually happened was it was a season of humility and of going low, and God taught us during that time to, instead of going through a period of being sorry for ourselves, training our hearts and our minds and our eyes to see who God is highlighting, to see who is God promoting right now so that we could come alongside them and be their arm bearer, so to speak, 
and lift them up and say, God's hand is on you. How can we serve you? How can we come alongside you? Remember, this was during a time in our lives where we felt like that should be happening to us. And yet God was calling us to go low. This is a critical principle in the kingdom. Many times, that's the next step in your life when you think that actually what's about to come is your own promotion. One of the key components of this is putting to death the spirit of competition that has invaded the church. And this is something that we have seen so many times is leaders feeling competitive with those that God is promoting, that God is raising up because they are threatened by that gift or that calling on that person. You know, for instance, let's say that someone is a teacher in the body and yet the Lord is raising up someone else to come up from underneath as a very powerful teacher. And we've seen so often that the knee-jerk response typically of that established teacher will be to feel competitive with that person, to feel threatened by that person, rather than looking at the gifts on that person's life, seeing that God has put favor on them and coming alongside them and saying, here's my sword and my cloak. I have every right to be in this position and yet... I am choosing to come underneath you and promote you and champion you. And as we do that, something intrinsic shifts in the church, and it is powerful. This is some of the unlearning that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode today. This has to do not just with those that we are feeling competitive towards and those that we are threatened by, but also those that we would recognize their talents and want to raise them up and promote them, but for our own benefit. In other words, to expand our kingdom because we can see, gosh, you've got an incredible, you know, speaking gift or music gift or whatever it is. You belong on my team because my team is going places. And so I need you on my team. And we've got to let go of that, church. That is not a kingdom mentality. That is a worldly mentality. And in unlearning that, what we're called to is a heart's desire to see others promoted and sent out to build the kingdom of God, not any other one person's kingdom. And so what we want to do is Put this into the DNA of the discipleship package as we're recognizing leaders and raising them up from the very beginning. We're teaching and training them that this is never about them. This is never about their kingdom. This is never about what they are going to build for themselves. This is always going to be about expanding the kingdom. And so we're looking for those who God is identifying and raising those up and, and pouring into them and teaching and training them and sending them out. This is all part of recognizing, raising up, and sending out. Our goal as leaders should be to feel comfortable in a room of powerful people. We should not walk into a room filled with powerful people and feel threatened or competitive 
And it's very easy for me to say this because this is something I myself have struggled with. I, I tend to struggle with that sense of feeling less than, of feeling like, gosh, I don't belong here. I feel threatened by these people because I just don't fit in here. And yet I know this is something the Lord has taught me over and over again and challenged me on. And so I know that as a church, this is something we have to get really good at. Because the Lord is asking us to come in the opposite spirit from what the enemy would have us promote and to instead champion our congregations into becoming the most powerful people they can be in the kingdom, walking in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit, walking in the fullness of the gifts of the Spirit, walking in the authority of the word of God, and that every one of our people would be that level of leader and that we would be delighted to be in that company with them. And the expectation that each successive group of disciples will go further, will go higher, will accomplish more for the kingdom. And so what we want to build into that mindset and that thinking is more. You should be doing more than I am. And this is how we are communicating to those whom we are discipling. You should expect a greater anointing on your life to accomplish uh, this for the kingdom or to climb this mountain for the kingdom, to claim this particular mountain of influence for culture, as we were talking about in the last episode. Casting a vision for greater and greater things for the advancement of the King of Kings. And we see this very powerfully demonstrated in the story of Elijah and Elisha. When Elijah asked what he could do for Elisha before he was taken up into heaven, Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, well, that's a hard thing. But if you see me when I'm taken up into heaven, it will be yours. And Elijah didn't have this attitude towards Elisha of, dude, you just don't understand how amazing I am. That will (laughs) never happen. No, he said, okay, yeah, that's tough. But if you see me taken up into heaven, that gift is going to be yours. And as leaders, we have to have that Elijah mentality of, yeah, if you want this, if you're chasing after this, this can be yours. Yeah, I want it for you. I want to see you walk in a double portion of my spirit. That's the calling on your life. Amen. We also want to talk about church models in regards to honor, humility, and a Jonathan spirit. I want you to imagine that you are looking at a triangle with the base of that triangle on the ground and the point of that triangle pointing towards the sky. And that is the traditional church model in regards to raising up leaders, raising up the next generation that's coming along behind. In other words, the leader of the church is at the top point of that triangle. And all those who are part of the church fall down below that leader into the base of the triangle, that base making up the strength, obviously, of the church and the broadest spectrum of the church. But as you see from that model of that traditional triangle, those who are being raised up by God as they move up into the point of the triangle will get caught in that point because there's only one person at the top and they can't rise above or go beyond that person's leadership or authority. So it literally is a pyramid scheme is what you're saying. <laughs> it literally is. So what we believe the Lord is calling New Song to exemplify is a flipped on its head model. And what we do is when we take that triangle and we flip it, the leadership 
of that church is literally the foundation. It provides the foundation of the church and it's a narrow leadership. It's a small group, but raising up from that small group of leaders is this broader and broader spectrum of those who are part of the church. And they are literally being pushed up and out to be greater than, doing works greater than, accomplishing more than the leaders themselves could have accomplished because there are many and they have been empowered. We want to call you as a leader into this mentality of flipping on its head the traditional CEO type of model and instead looking at yourself as one who will go low in humility, one who will put themselves at the bottom, so to speak, for the sake of empowering and championing those that you are leading to literally fly, to soar, to have the most impact, to walk in the most authority and the most power that they possibly can. And that is kingdom expansion. Amen. We believe this is actually following Jesus' example himself, who said to his disciples, you'll do greater works than me. This should be our heart's attitude. This should be, as a leader, this should be your heart attitude that as you are recognizing the gifts on those you're discipling who are maybe pre-saved or they've just come into the kingdom, your expectation is you're going to do greater works than me. You're going to champion them in that way. You're going to come alongside them. You're going to also build into their thinking that same methodology of looking for others and championing them so that that seed is always reproducing itself. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, our ceiling becoming their floor, with the idea of our ceiling as leaders will become the floor for those who are coming up behind us. They will go further, higher, and beyond into seeing the greater glory of the Lord Mm. than maybe we will ever taste and see. Mm. Amen. Amen. So would you pray about this, beloved? Would you ask the Father to reveal to your heart where there needs to be some unlearning, untraining in this regard and rethinking how you view this uh, concept of building the kingdom, how you view, quote unquote, utilizing other people for whose glory is that? And for what purpose is that? And how much of ourselves do we have inserted into building his kingdom? And as we conclude here, I just wanted to encourage you. One of the resources in our curriculum list is a book called Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. And in addition to touching on a lot of other fantastic topics like the apostolic and prophetic leadership, he also talks about this idea of honor and how crucial honor is to a healthy church body. So we would encourage you grab a hold of that resource, dig into it. It is pretty transformative. It will really help you to pursue that unlearning process and change your paradigm and shift it to what it looks like to walk in honor and humility and to embrace that Jonathan spirit. We love you. Thanks for joining us. God bless.